So I started watching in 2014 because I was working the early morning shifts and the Olympics were like off time. So in the middle of the day, I could see them and I got into it. And then last Olympics, I stayed up to the middle of the night to watch it, fell asleep like the seventh end and then woke up to see them get the gold medal match. And this is this is how nerdy it is. I like rewatched the whole thing on YouTube a couple months ago just to relive it. Like how people relive the Cubs winning the World Series. I was like, oh, I gotta watch that again. I remember that moment. And it was just as entertaining the second time around. Hi, Spencer. Hi, Sue. Hey, Dan. Hello. Dan Libman. Bon spiel to you. Bon, bon spiel. spiel to you. Is that the right term? Oh, there are a lot of crazy terms in this uh, thing that we're going to be discussing today for the latest episode of Under Rocks. I'm always excited. But, you know, I'll tell you something. I wasn't here when Jenna was explaining all that. So I didn't. I don't. What is she talking about? One word. Curling. 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 What? Those seen are, that on television. It seems like everyone's seen it on television. The Olympics and all that. Right. Um, but unfortunately, Olympics are over. U.S. didn't do so well. According to Jenna, Jenna Dooley is our resident expert on curling. So she explained it, but it still wasn't sticking. So we had to go to the ice ourselves. Love to watch curling, especially during the Olympics? Sure you do. You know, uh, Field of Dreams? Yeah. Not my favorite movie. But they had uh, they had that baseball field in the middle of the cornfield. Mm-hmm. This, I think, was more striking. This yes. So we headed off toward a town, a tiny town. Triumph, Illinois. Triumph, Illinois, a little bit south of Mendota. Okay, we know Mendota. Yeah. So Triumph, Illinois, has a curling center, and we went there. And it's right in the middle. It's like right next to a bunch of huge um, silos. And then all of a sudden, I didn't see any other businesses. No. All of a sudden, here's the Bonspiel. It really was like the field of dreams of curling. The sheet of dreams. If you build it, they will come. (laughs) And they have for the last. Lots of people. More than 100 years? Yes, more than 100 years. We'll talk to a historian coming up a little later. The, the guy the who real... has curled there more than any other living human being. Amazing, amazing. And we got to talk to him. Yeah. And we also talked with one of the board members of the club as well. Paul Salander in charge of membership. So he had a special interest in getting us out there. He wants us to help spread the word. There is curling in the middle of Illinois. In Illinois. Here's a real dumb question. What's Bonspiel? Bonspiel? What does it, it sounds mean? Sounds German to me, but it, it, most curlers just know it means party. <laughs> Maybe it's a good spiel. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> a curling party. Okay. <laughs> All right. And how did how did one end up in Triumph, Illinois? Well, it, the Scottish immigrants. Okay. Uh, these folks right here in, from Waltham Township, which is the next township south of here, were largely Scottish, almost entirely Scottish in that township. And um, in 1884, you know, the historian of the club needs to be here because he, sh- he tells it in better detail. And he, um, he claims that uh, the volcano Krakatoa is the reason why we have a curling club here. And he, he ties it all together in that <laughs> he had, there was a relative visiting from Scotland the winter after the eruption. And it was really cold for a long period of time. There was ice in all the ponds. And he said, hey, I'll show you what we do back home. And although some of them were familiar with the game, they'd never actually played it here. And uh, so they 
started playing on ponds here, and uh, they seemed to take to it and enjoyed it. When he went back to Scotland, he sent uh, a medal, which is up there in that open box in the case there. Uh, okay. His name was Curry. I, I, John Curry, I think, was his name. And uh, so we play for the Curry medal every year. Okay. And to my knowledge, it, since 1884, there's never been a year when it's been missed. The lead throws the first two. The second throws the next two. The third throws two after that. And then the skip, sort of like the team captain, throws the final two stones of each end. Stones slide down a sheet of ice nearly 150 feet long. The objective? Finish the end with more stones closer to the center of the house than the opposition. Only one team scores in an end, so if your team has a whole bunch of your own rocks in the house, but the other team finishes the end with one that is closer, they score a point, and you get a big fat zero in that end. All right, so let's get your name. <laughs> Alan Wilson. There probably isn't a person living or dead who has thrown more curling stones out there than what I have. Wow. Yeah. So as a historian, can you corroborate the fact that it started in Scotland from Scottish settlers? And... Well, it started here from a Scottish settler. It's John Curry. Okay. He came over in, from Scotland to visit relatives in 1884. And it's rather unfortunate for the people in Indonesia, but in 1883, the Krakatoa erupted, and winters then for the next three, four years were very, very rough, right. serious cold. So he started the club in 1884, and then he went back to Scotland, and he wanted to see the game made permanent, so he said he would send a medal over to be played for annually. And it's worked like a charm, we're still playing for it. Are there teams in the area that you're playing against or is it just all, all within, teams? All within all the club, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have a Zamboni? Mm. Similar, um, a Zamboni actually puts water down. Yeah. Uh, this, what we have, just scrapes. Okay. And it's much more pre precise. A Zamboni's just roughing, just giving a rough surface to the ice. It doesn't right. really, uh, it's not even. It, that ice is not precise enough okay. to curl on. Can you, so is there, is there a possibility of you over-sweeping it? I don't know if that's the right term. Is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can over-sweep a rock. Um, since sweeping, like I said, I alluded to the, the running surface here. You're, you're, you're making a stroke in the direction of travel in front of the rock and trying to do, alter the ice in front of the rock. Uh, some would say you're actually melting it just a slight bit, maybe creating a thin film of water. Friction. Uh, others would say you're just scratching it. You're just uh, altering the, the surface okay. of the rock. So, but the net effect is, and that, uh, that's fairly certain, is that the rock will go a little bit further. Uh, there's less resistance after you've swept it, and it'll curl a little less. So you're, um, because that running surface, the way it bites the ice, the rock always travels in an arc, one way or another, depending upon the turn. And when you're sweeping, it doesn't get that bite, and it doesn't curl as much. So that's what curling of curling refers yeah, to, curling the curling is the arc of the arc. by the rock. And you don't want that to happen. 
Well, no, you, you do want it to happen, but you want it to be predictable. Okay. And if it is over-curling, uh, that's when you would sweep hard to try to slow that curl down. If it's under-curling, about all you can do is watch it, although there is a school of thought that says you can enhance the curl with a certain brush stroke. Is there a penalty if you actually physically if you touch it? the rock, yeah, it's a, it's a burnt stone, and there's a whole bunch of rules on that. Yeah. But pretty much the rock gets pulled. Oh, really? Um, you can, when you get close to the house, to prevent uh, guys from deliberately uh, hitting a stone that was going to hurt his, their team, uh-huh. the opposing skip gets to choose whether or not the rock gets taken off. Hmm. So if you hit it, um, then it's supposed to continue on its path. And I don't know whether that's across the far hog line or whether it's in the house exactly. What I, I'm not sure the details of mm-hmm. the rule, but I do know that the opposing skip will decide when it's close to the field of play. If it's out in the middle and you're sweeping, then you, you pull it off. Okay. And that usually is not a problem. It doesn't happen very often. Very rare. Paul, how did you get into curling? Well, um, because I only live about two miles away, I was just invited by a member, but it wasn't until after I... My, my grandfather would talk about it from time to time, but he never told me that he was a charter member. And I got up here, and I got looking at the history book, and in 1940, when they built this building, he, uh, he helped in the construction and was a charter member in, in, that, in those days. But uh, then uh, and my dad, I knew he'd curled for two years back in the 50s. So the family's been loosely involved, but never uh, to the level that I have been, my wife and my kids. For you, is it the game or the camaraderie? Because it seems like just as much of the fun is well, after it ends. Uh, when, it first, when I first started, it was what was going on in here, the conversation and the fun and everything. But um, I've gotten to where I probably enjoy the ice time as much. Yeah, yeah. So this was actually on ice. There's a, yeah, that's, is it a lake near this, here? Well, you'll see around the club there's multiple pictures of okay. outdoor scenes like that. That one was along a creek out here called the Tomahawk Creek. Yeah, there were several places around the community, a couple of farm ponds. Out on the open farm ponds wasn't quite as much fun because oftentimes it was very windy. You could find good ice at times, but um, the winds made it unpleasant. Um, oh, uh, backing up to the origin of this facility, um, they were looking, Waltham's high, well-drained ground, and uh, looking for a permanent location, and there's no town in Waltham. Well, they came a couple miles north to Triumph, and uh, this was a low, swampy area, so they thought, oh gosh, it'll hold water, and we don't, we'll always be able to just put water out and have ice. And so, uh, where those grain bins are, right next to us, uh, there was an out, outdoor facility on concrete, and they played, I think, for four years there. And uh, then they raised some money to build this building. And then in 1954, they uh, put pipes in. There's a mile of pipe in each sheet. There's three sheets out there. So they spent all the summer threading pipe and putting it together, and then, uh, then they had artificial ice, and they were able to have a predictable uh, season where they could have an official start time and official end time. That's when they had the first first bond spiel here. Is there a big like organization of the clubs um, in, in America, big network? And, and Yeah, um, originally, about the time that this facility was built, there was the, well, maybe even before that, it might have gone back into the 30s, there was the Midwest Curling Association, which was pretty much Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois. I, I, somewhere there might be something reminiscent with the, that old information, but there was about 30 or 30, 40 clubs in that old association. And then it became 
Uh, then a national association came sometime thereafter, and they divided up into regions. Have you ever had any Olympiads uh, compete Debbie here? McCormick. No, um, I was here when Debbie McCormick was here. Yeah, we, we, we had ago. Olympians curl here, but members of this club have never curled. Well, they've curled in playdowns to the Olympics, but never made it that far. Oh, okay. from here. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. She was just visiting. Yeah, she's just visiting there at that time. And we've got her picture out there. She comes back usually every other year and curls in a bond spiel here. What are some um, common mistakes you see from newbies? You know, maybe they watch it a lot and they think, oh, I'm going to be really good at this. So they always overshoot. Yeah, throwing it too hard or um, giving it too much spin. You want about two, two and a half revolutions down the ice and you'll, people give it, just really spin it and, and it'll just run straight as an arrow and you can't be accurate. Because hitting the broom, the, the skipper gives you a target. That's his broom. And it's key to make the shot hitting his broom because he's anticipating so much curl. Oh, Skips are usually skilled in that they've watched thousands of rocks come down the ice. They've been doing it for a long, long time. So they're standing on the other end and you're aiming mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that's where I, uh, I mentioned earlier, you want to give it a turn. Because if you don't, it becomes a knuckleball. And becomes Can totally we see what that looks like? Like a little turn? How would yeah. you do it? Well, normally you'd start Catch it, Jenna. either like this <laughs> or like that, 10 or 2 with the handle. Okay. And uh, an out turn is where you're, you're giving it a clock like clockwise revolution, your elbow's going to come in, thus the term in-turn. Right. And you, just like that, uh, out-turn is just the opposite. Basically, no more than just raising your hand off the rock is enough. So that's the whole thing. Yeah, and then it just gently spins down the ice very gradually. What's a good temperament for a player? I mean, a good player's going to be what kind of person? Well... Um, there's a difference between you know a, a good lead and a good yeah. skip. You know, um, a skip has to be able to uh, look at adversity. It's, things are going, it's just falling apart on you. To be able to rela- be relaxed and make your last shot, because mm-hmm. the beauty of the game is you're never out of it. There's always a shot out there that can okay. be made that can save the end, because no matter how many rocks are counting by your opposition, if you can get closer to the center than he is you score one he scores nothing so there's times you watch a game and there's one really skilled skip with a very weak supporting cast and then another well balanced team and if this guy's on his game he's going to win it with essentially one rock every end where the other team has eight well placed rocks you're also training the future yeah that's what we're working on out here right now you actually have Kids leagues. Tell me uh-huh. a little about, like, from what ages. And... Uh, as soon as they can get a rock down the ice, they're eligible. They can get a rock. Yeah, that's what my grandpa used to say. <laughs> 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 and uh, that goes to age 21. And usually you find some kids at nine or ten, but certainly by 11 or 12, they can get them down and play yeah. to age 21. So they, okay. they have almost 10 years of eligibility if they start young. I'm Lily Hawes. I'm in fifth grade. I live over in Dixon and go to Madison School. So my parents started doing it. I didn't know what thing it was. So they just take me out on the ice and I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? And I just managed to just throw a stone down the ice just all right and it was just fun. Yeah, I was like, I just want to keep doing this. Even though you just get cold out there, you just, like, 
I want to keep throwing these stones. I can give you a whole speech about it. <laughs> I think if you're on the ice, probably like get your balance first and <laughs> you'll get used to the, eye, the feel of the ice and try and keep clean shoes. Yeah. After you play, you do, it sounds like there's like lots of cocoa and snacks. Sometimes, yeah, but after the curling, afterwards and before, which we forget to do sometimes before, we just say good curling for like good luck, and then after we just say good curling, same thing. Yeah, to everybody, even your teammates. Well, good luck and... Good curling. Yeah, good curling. It's still moving. It's because it's really sweeping hard and really making them work. Just give it a kick! Yeah. It's just a totally different sport. What do you like? What part of it do you enjoy doing out there? Do you like the curling or the sweeping? I don't know yet because I'm really bad at all of them. Really? Uh, oh, see, this is good to know. You can be bad. Oh, oh, yeah, no, no. And that's what's so great out here is they'll, you know, they put you on team with people who know what they're doing, yeah. and everybody's really patient with you and helps out and stuff. Uh, you know, sweeping is definitely an aerobic exercise. Yeah, that's what we So you get it out, and it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's completely different, and it's fun. You know? Have you fallen? I have fallen when I'm throwing stones. Okay. It'll slide out from underneath. I haven't fallen sweeping yet. Okay. Yet. That's yeah. fine because you're yes. close to the group. It's not as slick as you think it is. That, that's the weird part. Right, that is. That's what we noticed. Yeah. The first time I went out, I really expected to be like, yeah, right. it's not. Very cool. But uh, did you enjoy it? Absolutely, yes. Good curling, everybody. That was that was some amazing curling. That was awesome. Yeah. You, think you, you guys got did a, great. Think you got a future in it? I, you know, I would love to have a future in it. I'm definitely going back. And here's how you know we had a good time. Like Spencer and I, when we were done, we went back and tried to buy T-shirts. That's how. That's <laughs> yeah. how you know I always have fun when I buy, try to buy the T-shirt. So if people want to pursue a career or just a fun day, just a fun afternoon, exactly, hook up with the uh, Waltham Curling Club. W A L T H A M, Triumph, Illinois. They've we'll got have a, great- a link on our. Yeah. On, our, on the Underrock site. You're going to want to get out there and try it yourself. Yeah, I mean, it, curling, I have to say, it is way more fun than watching it. And watching it is fun. And it's one of those things that you actually have to do it before. You know, put it on your bucket list, I believe they call it that. Absolutely. And we finally had rocks on Under Rocks. We, we were throwing rocks on Under Rocks. Yes. Well put. Well, what rocks do you think we might overturn next time? I can't wait to find out. We're going to have to ask listeners to... Uh, Give, give us some more ideas, too. If you have an idea for Under Rocks... How can they contact us? All you have to do is send an email to rocks at niu.edu. I'm doing it now. Good curling. Good, Good curling. curling.